Welcome to Be a Better Human podcast. It is March 31st, 2020, and we're starting a series today about the business of the rapture. That's what I'm going to entitle this series. And for the whole month of April, this is what we're going to be discussing. And it's a it's a really hot topic. And I think that with all the things that are happening in the world, this is a very timely time to discuss this. And so... Um, the topic actually came up when a conversation I was having with a friend and I thought about that and I was like, you know what, this is something that I have a lot of, I've been studying for years. So I realized that there's a lot of people that have, um, different mindsets when it comes to this topic. And this is something that I believe, um, we could discover, um, together. And I've discovered a lot of things already, um, in my own study time, but I like to share. And I'm not saying, um, that I'm here to argue with anyone about this or anything like that, but I do want to share from a biblical standpoint what the truth clearly is, because there can't be two truths. There's only one truth. And it says, um, the truth will set it will set you free. So I'm here to share the truth. It's not my truth. It's what the Bible clearly says, and it may surprise some people uh, with my stances on the rapture. But I don't. I, I'm not um, here to debate about it and anything like that. And I I, I am going to have an opportunity for those who want to join me in this discussion this coming Sunday, and I'll talk more about that at the end of the podcast. But um, please just hear me out and listen to the scriptures that I'm going to share with you today on this topic and um in all accounts when people talk about the rapture this secret rapture it's not biblical even in the way that it happens and in the way that according to scripture the lord said he's going to come back so he's not going to come back and secretly do anything uh when he comes back it's going to be a public a public occurrence and even the wicked are going to see the lord and they're going to experience, um, they're going to experience the Lord and the people that are waiting for his coming back, their, their experience is going to be a total different experience, but at least everybody that's alive on earth will be at witnessing this event. And, um, I wanted to go to straight to scripture because you know, me, I, I try to make it straight to the point. And so today we're going to, I'm going to do a series, a short series on this topic. So today we're going to start in First uh, Thessalonians chapter four, and we're going to start at verse uh, fifteen. Uh, so it's, here we go. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. Verse sixteen. For the Lord Himself shall descend from heaven with a shout. Hear that. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a quiet return where only certain people are going to know he came and he's going to disappear out like the shadows. No, he's going to descend from heaven with the shout, with the voice of the, archange- with the, of the archangel and with the trump, the trump of God and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we shall, then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and show, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Now, sorry that I slowed down and I read it the way I read it, 
But I know that a lot of people have read that scripture before, but I, I put emphasis on certain things because this all defies rapture thinking. Every All of this defies it. Because um, in the rapture scenario, those that are alive are just going to disappear somehow off the earth. And then the people that are not ready are going to be left behind to go through the tribulation period. And then um, it doesn't, but it doesn't ever talk about the dead in Christ. What's going to happen to them? So in this, in this sequence, and you can tell that this is, this is all right together. All these scriptures are together. So this is a sequence. So I want to read it one more time. I'm going to actually going to start at verse 14 this time. Okay. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so, them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. So that means the people that have already died um, centuries before, but they were they died in the Lord, or even weeks and hours before the before the Lord comes back, those people are considered sleep in Jesus. Okay, so it says, for if we believe that Jesus died and rose again. Even so, them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him when he comes back, basically. So verse 15, for this we say unto you by the word of the Lord. So they're saying I'm, I'm coming from the word of the Lord directly with this prophecy. That we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. So what he's saying is we aren't going to be taken first. Even though we're alive when he comes and we see him with our eyes and we see him coming in the clouds, we're not going to get to come up and meet him first. We will have to wait until first what happens. And it even says it later in this same passage, verse 16. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel and with the trump of God and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we, then we, which are alive and remain, shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherewith comfort one another with these words. Now, there's so much more I want to say, but I just, I just really think this is good enough um, to kind of stick right there. And then I'm going to also cross reference Matthew chapter 24, verse 30. That is, it says that. I can cross-reference that scripture with what I just read. So I'm going to do that real quick. Matthew 24, verse 30. Because I just I just want you guys to be comforted. This is comforting. Because the Lord is going to trust us. He's going to trust us with this with this um with with, with going through this. 24 30. If we do have to go through the tribulation. That's still a blessing, and I'll tell you why in a minute. So uh, that Matthew twenty four thirty says, and then shall then shall appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven, and then shall all the tribes of the earth mourn, and they shall see the Son of Man coming in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. And he shall send his angels with a great sound of a trumpet, and they shall gather together his elect from the four winds from one end of heaven to the other. Okay, so this also says the same way. It's going to be a trumpet um, that everyone will see him. Uh, it says all tribes of the earth, not just the not just the special people, not just the righteous, but all tribes of the earth. And it says they're going to be mourning because those people that are not with, right with the Lord, they're going to understand now that it's time for judgment and they're not ready. So um, that's what I was talking to someone earlier 
about, well, the people that aren't ready when the Lord comes back for the secret rapture, that's why they're going to be left behind because they weren't ready. And I'm like, think about what you're saying. So you mean if they're not ready, they're not, uh, they're already double-minded. They're already lukewarm. And you think being persecuted and told that they can't buy and sell and, and eat on this earth and live, um, go ahead and, and, and partake in society as like a normal person, you think that's going to actually force them to be more like Christ? Going through something like that will make them more like Christ? Or would it make them conform even faster? Because if they're already not walking the walk and there's no persecution happening, then persecution is not going to lead them in the, in the direction of righteousness. And so um, there's one more scripture I was going to share. I said I wasn't going to, I was going to save it for next time. But um, Revelations, I got to go to Revelations, one of my favorite books. Let me, let me show you something real quick about having that type of wrong thinking, talking about people ain't, aren't going to be ready. Um, let's see. Revelation chapter 13, beginning at verse, let's see, at verse 7. Actually, let's begin at verse 5. And there was given unto him a mouth speaking great things and blasphemes, and power was given unto him to continue forty and two months. And he opened his mouth to blaspheme against God, to blaspheme his name and his tabernacle and them that dwell in heaven. And it was and it was given unto him to make war with the saints. Who was he who was he trying to make war with? The people that ain't, that ain't, they're not really sure what they want to do. They're kind of lukewarm. They don't know what they want to do yet. So they need to be left behind. No. And it was given unto him to make war with the saints and to overcome them. And power was given him of, over all kindreds and tongues and nations. So that's what uh, verse 7 says in Revelation 13. Verse 8 says, And all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him whose names are not written in the book of life of the Lamb, Slain from the foundation of the world. If any man have an ear, let him hear. He that leadeth unto, into captivity shall go into captivity. He that killeth with the sword must be killed with the sword. Here's the patience and the faith of the saints. So, so basically, um, that is basically saying we have to be patient in these times. And we have to know what our, what, what our role is in this situation. We already are going to be overcome. We are going to be overcome by the evilness because this is not our home. We're not fighting for anything on this earth. We're not fighting for homes and 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 um, to survive for to survive on this earth in this wicked society that is going to become a full wicked, full blown wicked society. That's why he said um, those that are going to resist. So because you, they are going to be treating us brutes, you know, we're going to be real brutal towards us. They're not going to let us prov uh, provide for our families and things like that. But it's saying um, the patience of the saints, we, we're going to just have to go along and endure what's happening. And it's, and it's, and it said that he is going to overcome the saints. He's going to make a war with the saints and he's going to overcome the saints. This is right here in the book of prophecy. And we, and everyone that isn't even a Bible scholar knows that revelation is about the future. It's about right before the Lord comes back. And, and so, um, there's so many other things I want to share, but I just want to let you know, um, this is all consistent. It's all lining up like crystal clear between the beginning of the word all the way to the end. It, it shows that 
the Lord is going to um, allow this to take place. But he's he's not happy about it. But he knew that this was this was what was going to progress in the hearts of evil men. And this is what has always been the situation. It's always been a spiritual kingdom versus uh, this earthly carnal existence in that kingdom. So there, it wasn't necessarily evil until the enemy wanted us to worship it, because the Lord wanted us. To, he gave us all things to enjoy. He gave us all all things that we have now. Is He had given it to us, but the the trick with this situation is he's going to call all small and great um young and old to take a to receive a mark and basically to worship him as god and so that's that's why it becomes a corrupt and ultimately blasphemous uh system and so anybody that is of the lord would not be able to of course go along with that and so that's why the lord already warned us in scripture what to expect so that we know not to not to go along with the system, to go against the system. And that's what I was trying to um show you with these scriptures. Now I'm coming from the scriptures. This is not this is not um me saying this. This is this is the word of God right here. And the with the rapture, they like to pick and choose and stop in certain places and do all that, but they still can't really explain away that the dead in Christ are supposed to rise first and that the Lord is coming with the trump. He's coming with the sound of a trump, a trumpet, I should say. And he's going to be, um, it's going to be the end right afterwards because it says, so will shall we ever be with the Lord. And there is not going to be any chance for, uh, anybody to come there. There's no event that's going to take place after this. So, that is that is the end, <laughs> you know. And I don't know if any I don't know if any, if there's any way really around that. But I'm gonna I'm gonna t- uh, continue to talk about the same topic next week, and I'm also doing a Zoom. All right, I'm sorry I was getting all riled up, y'all. I I know y'all could tell the passion in my voice because y'all don't, I don't normally get that passionate about certain things, but I'm just kind of disappointed that a lot of people are more comfortable with the rapture type of theology because they don't really feel like they should have to go through anything. And I'm not saying this particular friend feels that way, but why wouldn't we be willing or thinking it too much for God to ask of us to go through anything when he himself didn't think himself, um, he, he, he didn't even spare his own son to come down here and, and put his own son on the cross. The father, our father, God did not, spare even Jesus. And he, he really didn't deserve to be treat, mistreated and abused and, and put on a cross. So anything that we would have to go through and endure for the cause of Christ, wouldn't it be an honor to go through it? Not necessarily something we should cringe and fear. I'm just saying, but I'm going to go ahead and stop there for today. And I want to invite you to join me this coming Sunday, April 5th, on the warm line, it's going to be 12 o'clock in Texas time. And the number to that warm line is 302-202-1108. And the code is 367-817. And so this will give you an opportunity to talk and fellowship with some other people. And please bring scriptures. I have some scriptures that I'm going to be sharing. Uh, some of the ones that I just mentioned and a couple more so that we can have a good discussion. It's only going to be for an hour. And it'll be worth your time. I know it will. And um, so thank you again.
for tuning in today. Be richly blessed in the Lord and be a better human this week.